Hi there, Yasmin. How are you doing today? I'm good, Peter. How about yourself? Yeah, all good. All good. Raring to go. Uh, so, uh, unlike uh, Argentina's uh, <laughs> team at the moment, um, but uh, keeping it keeping it real. Uh, anyway, right. So, what? Um, uh, yeah, what story uh, uh, took your eye today? Right. I did hear about those results of the match on the platform <laughs> that I'm going to talk about today, which hey! is Twitter. <laughs> hey, smooth, like smooth. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to give an update on the Twitter saga. Um, another out of a lot of news that we had in the past, mm-hmm. what, five months. Okay, so just a quick recap about, you know, what happened in those couple of months. So after a lot of drama and potential litigations and such, Twitter was finally bought by Elon Musk for $44 billion in late October. So earlier this month, he did cut the company staff by half. Mm -hmm. which was originally 7,500 employees. And last week, Musk told the remaining employees to embrace what he called a hardcore work ethic Mm -hmm. and to commit to, you know, long hours at high intensity or leave the company with three months of severance pay. Mm -hmm. And he also canceled Twitter's flexible remote work policy on less than a day's notice earlier this month. So, you know, quite um, brutal. And obviously, after those statements, coupled with the whole Twitter blue debacle and already, you know, staff feeling unhappy about the takeover, mm-hmm. mass resignation followed the statement. So after the dust has said and the employees who wanted to stay actually signed in into mass vision, uh, there has now been even more job cuts. Mm-hmm. So we don't know exactly the extent of these, but rumors can say that it's uh, Twitter has now maybe a thousand employees or less. Mm-hmm. So I just cannot have, wrap my head around how he can expect the app to stay afloat, especially since they're relaunching Twitter Blue on November 29th, which was already met by a lot of controversy. So let's see how it's going to work out now. Um, and there is and will have huge traffic because of the World Cup. Mm. And, you know, controversial figures that were banned, like Donald Trump and Andrew Tate are back on. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Peter, my question to you is, where do you see Twitter going at this rate? And how do you think Elon Musk is going to recover from the already controversial start? Okay, um, interesting. So obviously interesting and dynamic situation that we've got at the moment at Twitter. Um, Lots of speculation, lots of drama, lots of people leaving um, and, and, you know, being very kind of bitter about, you know, understandably bitter about, mm. uh, about it. Um, but I mean, I, I, I'm going to probably be a bit brutal here and say that, um, you know, there's a lot of the fact of the matter is, is that Twitter's really not done, done very well for quite some time. Yeah. Um, so, a, you know, a big sweep out needs to be done and to be fair to, uh, to be fair to Elon Musk, He's doing it. Um, I do think that it's it's pretty immature of um, the people that have lost their jobs to immediately go onto Twitter and say things like, "Hey, I've been you know I've been sacked by Elon Musk," 
um, hey, call me if you're a journalist and I'll tell you everything. I mean, not being funny, I've been in these situations before and I've seen these situations before. They're just being babies, I think, mm. and they need to get on with it. And the fact is they are on a, pl- a platform that is going downhill, so something needs to be done. Mm. Having said that, I mean, it's got to be gutting if you're, say, in their sales team and you've you've you know you've read the emails, you know what's going on, and you you committed. You're like, yeah, I'm going to be hardcore, and then you still get it's you true. still get fired. It's like, oh well, <laughs> you know. Um, but but um, but but yeah, I I just think that um, yeah, I, I think I said this last week. I mean, I, I think that he is going to be left with a very hardcore um, a workforce who is extremely focused. And the other thing as well, anyone does come along to actually work for Twitter after this is also going to be of the same mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, this is like, I mean, there, there are many, uh, uh, you know, investment banks I could name who have, you know, reputations for being very brutal. Um, and yet people continue to line up to, join them because of the reputation because of the um the the work the and the potential reward etc so you know you you'll you'll always get people going so i and i i think that these um you know twitter people need i I know i'm sorry i know this sounds harsh but they need to get over themselves and their importance (laughs) their overall importance to to Mm. society as a whole because Mm. the fact of the matter is twitter is a social media platform not all of them last forever and maybe twitter won't so mm. you know and, and they haven't done very well and if they were so concerned about the morals and all that of, of, of people um you know they've done absolutely zero to um to regulate trolls and bad behavior on on the th- on the platform itself so i you know, I think that all this posturing is just, you know, it's all noise mm-hmm. because they've been part of the problem. You know, they've all been part of the problem. So, you know, I mean, on the other hand, obviously, um, uh, you know, uh, Elon Musk has allowed um, people like Trump, etc., back on. Um, but then again, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. But the other thing I wanted to actually add to that is is um, is to say. I do think it's quite interesting how um, Jack Dorsey, you know, founder uh, or co-founder of, of mm-hmm. Twitter, has been very, very quiet. Seems to be very, very quiet about this, which would suggest to me that he actually agrees with it, which mm-hmm. is interesting because, um, you know, I mean, he was he was he came back. He was one of these people that founded the company kind of, you know, oh, actually he's gone off to to do something else. And then he's kind of come back to twitter but everyone said that was kind of the problem because he wasn't he wasn't 100 percent on it and then mm. obviously this whole this whole malarkey happened with mm. um um with elon musk so i just think that it's interesting that jack dorsey seems to be the sort of person who would come out and be you know if he really thought uh, this was being being hard done by he would say something but that's true he, he sounds like he's it seems like he's been quite quiet but mm. but i don't know what do you think am i being a bit unfair there um well um half half in my opinion yeah. so yeah. for ex- um it's true that twitter did need is was not doing well so did need to reduce staff to place twitter on a healthy path mm. but i'm just a bit surprised that there's just 15 percent of the workforce left like yeah um you know people need to start regulating uh if they 
he was talking about a huge problem in terms of the bots that were that were on Twitter. Mm. So mm-hmm. there does need to be people to monitor all this. And I was just mm. surprised about how little people stayed. Mm. But you're right. As long as the workforce is motivated, no matter how small it is, no matter. Um, and if it's understaffed at the end, this is a huge corporation. Like you said, everyone is replaceable. You know, one mm. job listing is going to have so many applications at mm. the end of the day. So mm. I think he's trying to reduce the company, uh, try to make it as efficient as possible with the workforce that they have, test mm. it out and see how it works out. Mm. Um, it was just like interesting timing because of the traffic that's going to happen now. Mm. Um, but honestly, we'll see. And especially I'm excited about next week's uh relaunch of the blue verified yeah uh, Musk did say that he's gonna use different color checks for organization and individuals but mm. i was a bit spe- skeptical because it goes back to the same thing which is like some people is going to be verified some people not so if mm. there are tiers of verification um what yeah, progress bit... we really do yeah yeah and it'll get a bit complicated won't it mm. and i mean to be honest i would have thought surely you you can Two's two's about the most you can do, isn't it? I mean, I suppose you could go three. You could do, you know, bronze, bronze, silver, gold, yeah. or something like that. Uh, which, incidentally, you can do if you don't already subscribe to Watson's Daily. You can do those kinds of <laughs> options. Oh, yeah. I can't believe that. Shameless I just thought plug. Shameless I just, plug. <laughs> I know. I just thought of it. Anyway, but anyway, you could do say three, but I think that's all people would remember, really. Um, so yeah, because everyone's just got, just about got their head round the the mm. blue tick. Um, mm-hmm. so to get another one, I mean. You know, you would have thought, surely, to goodness, he could do some sort of, I don't know, environmentally friendly something or other with yeah. with, a, with a green tick. S- some, yeah, <laughs> some ESG would be nice. Yeah. Yes, well, there you go. You see, but so... I, I do agree with your comment in terms of Jack Dorsey. Uh, it mm. is strange that everyone, you know, has their share of things to say about Twitter. Yet, mm. you know, his baby, his own creation, um, he does seem to agreeing with the direction mm. that is taking. Yeah, I mean, it may be, yeah, maybe I've missed it. I don't know. But yeah. I would have thought, I would have heard, because surely if he said something, it would be all over the Oh, newspapers. trust me. Yes, yes, exactly. So, so it doesn't yeah, seem so, like we missed anything. Yeah, I, like, hopefully not. Hopefully not. Yeah, <laughs> this is my update on the Twitter saga. Um, yeah. I think we're going to have one every week. Uh, yeah, this yeah. How many controversies is this? Yeah. Well, how about you? What is your story for today? So I thought I would talk uh, today about Compass. So Compass is probably one of those companies that a lot of people have never heard of, but is actually really massive. It's the biggest, uh, it's the world's biggest catering group. It's British. um, And it actually um, announced some very strong performance. Um, And now what they do is they do things like um, uh, the food for hospitals, care homes, and company canteens um and i think that this is uh you know to to uh to pardon the pun their bre- bread and butter particularly especially work canteens um and you know they've done they've done really well on it um you know they it's it's really amazing actually when you think of this this place but it it, uh, it operates in in 40 countries um and has been doing very well is upbeat about future but my take on it Mm. is on much less positive um mm. so uh you know i don't like to be a party pooper but i do think on this occasion i do worry about their you know the the uh the sustainability of their good performance now okay they did they had a disastrous time initially under lockdown because of course 
people weren't going anywhere. They weren't going to. They certainly weren't going to work. They weren't going, which meant they weren't going to the canteen. Mm. Which means so, I kind of think that that's um, you know that they bounced back from that, which is good. Um, but one thing I will say, it's kind of a bit anecdotal, and I'll, I'll just try. Yeah, and but I I think it's worth mentioning because it maybe gives you an idea as to how these things work. So um, one of my, my one of my first as part of my first job out of university um, many, many years ago, um, I actually um, helped to negotiate a catering contract with the company that I was working for. And I did it with uh, Compass. And, uh, you know, I brought in a number of different companies and we were trying to get them to pitch to us and stuff. And because uh, we needed a we needed a work, uh, a work canteen. And I, it was a bit complicated in my case because we had to cater for Japanese people on the site in Cardiff and the local workforce as well. So that was that was quite interesting. Mm. Um, so um, um, it actually, by the way, it did make for some quite amusing um, lunch combinations, by the way, when we sorted it out. We had people having like cuts of, cuts of curry with uh, with a cake and stuff oh on the same. God. Because Japanese tend to put it on the same plate, right? So yeah. it's quite funny. So they'd be walking around the canteen and everyone going, what, what have you got on your plate? Oh, I cannot <laughs> uh, anyway. have those food touch. Oh, <laughs> I know. No. Well, it's weird. It was weird. Anyway, anyway. So, um, so I had this thing going on and... Um, uh, and basically what what tends to or what you know what has happened there is is you get the catering companies they go to a you know whatever camp, company a bank or something and they say okay we can do your catering for you um, we will you know you you they'll give you a load of different types of menus and stuff and you have a look and you go okay we want that kind of thing then because um, there'll be things like you know do you want hot foods uh, you, know, the, you know hot foods uh, sandwiches vending machines combination of all above you know all of that they have lots of different options you guys sort of mix and match and then they come up with the sort of um you know the menu type thing and then and then they ask you uh how much you want to subsidize it all right so um so in terms of what are the workers who go in what prices are they going to see are you going to subsidize 100 percent, 70 percent, 50 percent you know that sort of thing and you have to find a balance because obviously as a company you you want to give your workers benefits yeah um it also is quite nice to keep them on site because the hope is to get them to stay at work and work more. <laughs> you can have dinner here and subsidize, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you're right. So it's like, yeah. you know, justifying the cost, but at the exactly. same time, um, yeah, like it, it might be a big a bit expense. But... Yeah. Yeah. So so anyway, so so going back to it, I reckon I reckon that um so then they you know they negotiate it and let's say you've agreed you you're going to subsidize twenty percent, right? So um but the thing is, I kind of wonder that, you know, we are we look like we're on the verge of recession or some people say we are already mm. in a recession. But the the thing is, is I think that companies are going to continue to actually cut, uh, you know, going to cut prices. They, you know, they, sorry, they're going to cut costs. And one of the costs will be the canteen mm. because um, because it's it's an easy one to say, especially because we saw. I think yesterday we've been just seeing recently that the demand for office space is going down, mm. you know, as companies are thinking, well, everyone's or a lot of people are working from home. We don't need all this office space. So let's say they move office. That is a time at which they could say, actually, we don't need a canteen anymore. Mm. Everyone's just going to have to come in 
and you know bring bring their sandwiches or whatever it is mm. um to work i mean we've already seen haven't we i think last week um musk see he go we, we got a got a connection between this story last week twitter etc is that he banned uh banned free lunches you see i mean he that is another that is an example it's an easy thing to do mm. in terms of cost cutting you just either cut it completely or you say well i'm not subsidizing it anymore mm. so because from companies' point of view, they're still getting the same amount of money. They're, that's they're fine. Mm. Um, it's just that they get it all from you rather than mm. from the company. Mm. But anyway, so I don't think my point is I don't think that that um, this is sustainable um, for Compass, um, and I think that they they may well. I, th- I think that their momentum won't be as good as everyone thinks they are. But uh, mm. but yeah, what do you reckon? Um... I am actually surprised that they they managed to, you know, surpass expectations despite, Mm. you know, inflation, uh, you know, uh, uh, rising costs uh, and everything. But I think the same phenomenon applies to the clients as well. So Mm. since um, they did face inflation, they did face operational complexities resulting from like the whole, you know, uh, supply chain getting back together post pandemic and such. So I think the easiest for them was like, okay, well, let's, you know, outsource right now and we'll think about it later, maybe. Mm, so, mm. you know, they it it's a good thing that Compass did capitalize on those growth opportunities. But mm. at the end of the day, like their rising costs might cut into their profit margin, first yeah. of all. And second, I think maybe this momentum will end when either it's going to get worse, hopefully not, or mm. um, when it's going to be, you know, a long lasting cost, it might be mm. justified to cut it. As we were talking mm. about yesterday, you know, marketing budgets are quite easy to cut. This as well, this is a luxury, mm. um, not to get free lunches or, you know, mm. very, very highly discounted lunches. So mm. possibly maybe we could see, you know, them subsidizing 10% instead of 30, 40, mm. or just cutting the thing altogether and be like, well, this is a vending machine. Here you go. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. go to the Starbucks next door. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, but they did say as well that they got new clients, um, mm. which is like what it like winning new business made them have, you know, this kind of uh, growth. Yeah. And this included like, you know, soccer clubs, the Met Police, National Theater. So mm. that could be not only just like offices and um, employees, but mm. actual customers that are here to spend money anyway. Yeah. So yeah. that could be nice, like capitalizing on already people spending money on entertainment. So mm. yeah buying food as well absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely so yeah so i do think it's uh so yeah it's 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 interesting and again i do i did think it was worth mentioning because i do, i i reckon i may be wrong i mean i i could walk down the street here and i if i went up to 10 people and said do you know what compass is i bet you they none of them would know oh i, I didn't know before this story yeah. yeah but it's one of those companies that is huge and you just mm-hmm. don't know mm-hmm. it's again i bet you if i walked down the street and i said do you know what arms do you know what arm holdings does um i bet you most people wouldn't know that either and exactly. yeah that is actually massive so mm-hmm. so anyway so hopefully uh hopefully this is this has been of interest uh, to listeners mm-hmm. um and um and you've learned at least learned at least learned that compass does catering uh so uh, so there you go um anyway well look um Thank you very much indeed uh, for for today and your for your thoughts for today, uh, Yasmin. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, thank you very much for the listeners for listening um, with us um, today. Um, is there anything else you wanted to add? 
No, no. No. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I just thought, oh, I don't know if I, I, I don't know if I cut in too much there. But anyway, right. Okay. So anyway, so thank you very much indeed. Thank you for the listeners for listening. Um, we'll be back again tomorrow to talk more about all this kind of stuff. Bye. So anyway, thank you, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye bye.